0: everyone. Welcome back to Stay Curious, a podcast where we want to um, help you remember how to think, not what to think, and where we want to um, encourage diversity in thought and not division in community. My name is Matt Fisher. I'm the creative director here at Hill City, where we are recording this and almost every episode of this podcast. And I am here um, with John Wagler. Wags, what's going on, man?
1: Yeah. Uh, been a good week again, Matt.
0: Yeah, you, <laughs> you just yeah, keep having good weeks. Good I don't weeks.
1: Know. Well, I'm a pretty positive person in general, but the uh, I'm just ready to get back preaching again. Yeah, coming off at the movies. So,
0: coming off of our at the movies series, it's funny because the first time that I came to an at the movies years and years ago before I worked here or even really went here. I was in the lobby and I saw you walking around, and I just assumed that it was like when you and Lacey went on vacation, which is why we had videos, but you were still there. And I was like, what is John doing here? I'm like, go, leave. I you don't have still to preach. Here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we are here with a very special guest. Very special guest.
1: Mm. Those are his hands rubbing, if you could hear that. Birdman Bird hand rub.
0: <laughs> youth pastor here at, don't get me started on Birdman. Um, youth pastor here at Hill City, hip hop artist. Content creator, Young Seagoss, Goss, Corey. How you doing, bud? I'm great. How is everybody here today? I think they're doing. I, I think they're good. Yeah. I don't know. They're out there. <laughs> how are y'all doing?
2: I'm talking about the people in the room.
1: <laughs> we're
0: doing how good. I, my fellow coworkers, we're fine. We're, we're fine. good. Um, good, good. So Corey's uh, joining us today uh, for our discussion on. A cultural phenomenon, both in and outside of the church, that has erupted over the past, I don't know, six months, I guess? Oh, longer than that. Really? Well, he's been around for a while, but we're going to be talking about um, the Instagram account called Preachers and Sneakers. Um, If you don't know what that is, uh, it is an Instagram account that has been around for a while but blew up yeah, six months ago, 12 12 months ago, uh, has blown up recently, um, both in followers and influence. And it is an Instagram account where um, a guy started posting pictures of pastors, Christian pastors, um, and highlighting their sneakers or clothing, and then also posting listings of how much those things are worth. So um, he does it in a funny way. So it sounds... To describe it in words sounds mean, um, but yeah, I, even
1: I, the descriptor of the account is um, bad or bougie? Question mark <laughs> You mean you mean God or Gucci? Hey, hey, hey. hey. and then he uh, I think he ends it with like the Lord works in uh, colorways or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. so.
0: it's a very and and the so the person who runs it is obviously very like knows about streetwear, knows about fashion, is probably a sneakerhead, or it seems as a sneakerhead. Um, and is just somebody who has a deep understanding of like, uh, fashion. Um, and he, he talks that way, but anyway, um, he says he started it, uh, you know, as a joke, he wanted it to be like Babylon Bee, which is kind of like the onion or the daily show of Christian culture. Um, but, uh, after it started getting more attention, it really became sort of a lightning rod for, uh, the conversation about, um, quote unquote celebrity pastors or, or high, um, I don't know, uh, high influence pastors who, um, spend money on clothes and other things. I'm doing kind of a bad job. Uh- <laughs>
1: well, I would say this too. I think this conversation like goes through cycles too. Cause like there was a season, um, and Corey can speak into this too, in particular, like more on when he can speak from the black church context too. But like there, there's a season of time when this conversation actually was like more around facilities. Like that was mm-hmm. like part of the conversation, um there's also like around pastor salaries um cars they drove and and so this this conversation actually has been around for a long time it just takes on different like just different viewpoints and perspectives right now i think because of the social media driven culture the the celebrity driven culture and everything else like it has shifted into fashion and i think i think this has been like the biggest I mean, like pastors were known for wearing like some pretty interesting suits. Like, you know, like you get mm. you, you would get that. But this is the first time that it's been like trendy, like fashion stuff. Yeah. You know, like on like a regular day level that you see like a celebrity is wearing something. And so is the pastor like yeah. that. This is like a new thing. So this conversation's always been around. This is just like this is the new the, the new way of viewing it.
0: Right, yeah, I think it uh, it used to be, or it still is in some t- context, but it used to be like, why does Jesse Duplass have a plane? And now it's more like, um, why is so and so wearing like retro ones, like super limited retro, you know, Air Force Ones or yeah. Gucci jacket that cost a thousand dollars or whatever? Um, there was also that great John Oliver bit a couple of years ago where he started as a, it was about tax break, like everybody was sort of like talking about tax breaks for the church and like where's the money going and he started the he started his own church called um our lady of perpetual tax exemption and just (laughs) to like prove all the weird like tax loopholes um so yeah i think scrutiny of the church in the sort of modern era you know post 70s we'll say um and and how the church and christians use their finances is definitely a thing and this is the most recent cycle of that for sure um, but today we want to kind of talk about it. We want to talk about the implications of something like preachers and sneakers, um, both on the church, uh, and on, you know, the culture surrounding the church. So maybe folks who aren't involved in the church. Um, the reason we wanted to have Corey on is because Corey has a very unique perspective, um, as both, uh, you know, uh, uh having experience in the black church and in the quote unquote white church. Um, and Um, Also, Corey is always the person who I have really intense conversations with about (laughs) preachers uh, with sneakers or cars or whatever. Um, So it seemed like a very natural thing to have Corey on
2: as our... Yes, indeed. I mean, we definitely have some spirited debates, Um, you know, just about... Clothing and apparel, and what pastors should wear, and then uh, you know me and Wags have also had some uh, some some short conversations about that as well. So I'm happy to give my perspective and to defend my people. <laughs>
1: and this is when he says my people too. This is not a black white thing. No, These are it's like, black and white, Wags. No, this <laughs> I'm is playing. this is a uh, there's a bunch of white dudes out there wearing 795 dollar tuxedo pants so i do i do
0: think that it's interesting i was looking through preachers and sneakers earlier and there is a pretty there's not a ton of um preachers of color being called out on that it is it seemed on a quick roll through it was primarily um i don't know preachers that i would identify as more sure like white or caucasian but um when Corey says his people he. I mean, sneakerheads. Um, people who own sneakers over $100.
2: <laughs> over 100 Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> I've owned sneakers over $100 one time. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to get into this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Corey, what is your – you're our guest. You're, you're our third perspective here. What is your sort of – so when you see preachers in sneakers um, and you kind of have watched as the um, – reaction has sort of built up around it what is your initial just like thought.
2: Yeah, for sure. So because I am on the inside of things and I kind of know how things work on the church business side and on the church just going side, um, I have a few perspectives. I see why people are upset about it, but then I can also defend the points of people saying, oh, that's cool. Um, So a lot of the people are upset mainly because they feel like this pastor or this speaker is taking the money from the church and it's, you know, he's kind of just Buying these expensive houses, buying these expensive cars, and now, like Wags was saying, it's going down to sneakers. Um, so I think that is a misconception. Uh, people feel like that he's he's taking the offering that I'm putting in there and he's buying these Jordans with that. And most times, a lot of the big-name pastors that I know, they don't even have like a salary from their church. Like They have different uh, uh, forms of income. They have different ways that they make money. And they don't even take the money that's from the offering, right? So that right there can destroy the myth of he's taking my money and buying sneakers with that. Uh, and then you have... I guess the people that feel like pastors or people of the of of the cloth, if you will, Mm -hmm. they shouldn't wear anything expensive at all. Um, And I mean, I get that, too. But what is expensive? I think expensive is relative. I could say that you having a single family home, you shouldn't have that either. Um, So I do think that it's cultural. I do think that it's just depending on how you grew up and where you came from and things like that. Um, I've had a conversation with different pastors and they've asked me just directly the question, uh, you know, why does it seem like black pastors are so flashy? And so they got they got to have a Cadillac or they got to have this and that. And I was just like, you got to understand, like we come from nothing. So when we get something, we want to get the best or we want to show it off or we want to do this and that with it. Um, but not saying it's right, but I can kind of get. Where they're coming from with that Um, So I guess talking about the sneakers And talking about the fashion and things like that um, I more so think That it is a I would say a thing of where I'm trying To relate to somebody who I wanted To come to my church So for example I was in I I used to work at a a school out here in Virginia And um, there was I was trying to get this guy to come to church Who I worked with right And uh, he just wouldn't come he just wasn't into it He was like I'm not coming and then he saw a picture of a, a youth pastor that that I hang out with, and he was like, and now the youth pastor that that I, that I hang out with, he's really trendy. He has tattoos. He's got that you know that hair that mm-hmm. you know that hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to have that hair. <laughs> <laughs> So he was like, "Yo, can that be my youth pastor?" You know, like like he was just saying that in jest, but it was more of a like, "Oh, that's a youth pastor, so I can go to church and look like this." Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of a a ministry tool as well, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh because it breaks down the the uh the uh, thing of I have to get a suit if I go to church or I have to look a certain way or I can't wear this and that, I can't be fashionable. Um so I get that part of it, too. So mm-hmm. I can see on both sides why people are arguing from it. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to let a pair of shoes stop us from coming to church or because a person is wearing uh, a Calvin Klein shirt, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So I just think it's just an excuse that people have uh, uh, for different reasons of why they won't come to church or why they say, see, this is why I don't come to church now because mm-hmm. your pastor's wearing Jordans. I don't got Jordans. Um, so those are my thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting dichotomy because it's like on the one hand, I hear what you're saying with like um, sort of dressing um, or dressing to like show people that you understand the culture, whether it's like streetwear or fashion or whatever, and making them feel more like like the, the anecdote that you said about the guy saying, oh, I wish my youth pastor looked like that. Sure. And it's a weird dichotomy because on the other end... So let's say you have one person who says, I'm going to go to church there because that dude looks like he knows what I'm about. Right. And then another person would say, I'm not going to go to church there because that dude spent $300 on sneakers. So it's a weird dichotomy of like kind of six in one hand and half a dozen in the other. I think the other interesting thing is this idea of... Where, and this is a thing that you and I have gone, actually, I've gone back and forth with a couple of people about, when earlier you said um, you know a lot of pastors that maybe you know have nice things, have a nice car or whatever, but the money's not coming out of the collection plate, it's coming from other income sources. My question for that, and I've heard that a lot with um, pastors who've been accused of having extravagant homes or extravagant cars, um, and they say, well, you know, the money's coming from another income source. My question then, not necessarily to you, but then in that scenario, is always, but is that income source directly related to the church? Like, Gotcha. It ain't like they're It ain't like they opened a chain of coffee shops. Maybe it is, but like, right. usually it's not that they opened a chain of coffee shops, utterly independent of the church, and that's where they make their money that they spend on their cattle. Yeah, they've
1: written books and then they sell those books in the bookstore at the church to which they're preaching at. <laughs> You're right. Do you, right. you know? What I mean, they're, they're, That's true. I think when like those things intersect. And even like when you start thinking about some of that stuff, is like, well, all right, if he's not taking, if the the man or woman's not taking a salary at all, that's that's one issue. But they're taking any salary at all, then I think what also comes into play is like, okay, well, that book you say you just made a lot of money off of, you were writing that on time, that was like supposed to be like the church time. Do do you know what I mean? So like it can get like muddy really quick in terms of like where's your time actually going? And you can say, well, I made that money off my book, but like you made that while we were paying your salary yeah. as a pastor here at our church. Mm-hmm. So it does matter where that money, how that money is spent or what it's used for and stuff too. So I think the tie in to the church does happen more often. Are there scenarios where like a Rick Warren, you know, like who, no, that dude wears like $10 sneakers. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, like <laughs> I mean, he drives like a 1986 car and farms his own food, <laughs> but, um, but like, I mean, like he, hasn't taken a salary from the church in years because yeah. Yeah. um of his book writings and like conference stuff and everything. And um he's actually went back and paid the church back for the I think it was twenty eight years he did take a salary. He went and paid it all back. <laughs> so like crazy. so like talk about like and he lives off eight percent and gives away ninety two. Okay, so like when someone does that, I'm like I mean that dude can do whatever he wants. Like <laughs> I don't, like I'm not going to question a single right. thing. it right. you know. Well, and I, th- I
0: think I think that brings up a good point of like when we talk about um, how pastors use their money. First off, um, we should establish that we, we are we do have the right to scrutinize how leaders in the church spend their money.
1: Who's we? As Christians, Christians. we do. First, I mean First Corinthians five would say that like. We have the right to judge, meaning we have the right to call our leadership and call other people within our community of Christians. We have the right to challenge each other on our behaviors. And so, like, now we're not allowed to do that outside of the church, but like within the context of the church, we have the right to challenge each other. It doesn't mean we judge each other's hearts, right? Like that's a different thing, but we have the we have the right to challenge that's what Paul's talking about, First Corinthians five i think that's right um you can fact check me on that but i'm, I'm almost positive positive. and so like if i saw something in you Corey, where i'm like man that i'm not down with that like i have the right to come to you and be like now explain to me where you're at with this yeah. and like how does that bring people closer to jesus and how is that making you more like jesus and so we have the right to challenge each other on that and so i think when we're talking having this conversation about challenging other leaders and challenging each other it's not in a judgment way like when i look at some of these guys that are celebrity pastors and stuff i actually know it's never from a standpoint of like judging their hearts that's not that's not a thing or whether or not they're effective in their ministry or whether or not people have come to know christ like it's not even that it's just like hey i do think there's a conversation to be had here about some stuff and you they might have good reasons for certain things that you know are totally viable it's just we do have the right to do that gotcha
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, even the idea of tithing, like the 10% or whatever you tithe, like just the idea of sacrifice and tithing financially is this idea of that you, we've heard it said, all money is God's money, right? And he gives me that provision. Well, if all money is God's money, uh, then the people of God have the right to question each other on how that money is spent. Um, But, you know, I think really this conversation is going to be broken into two. I think main parts. And that is one is the actual money. Where's the money going? Why are you spending the money on this stuff? We have a right to question one another. The other is image, right? Because it's le- in in some respects, it's less about the money and more about the image of money. Because some of these guys have come out, some of the guys that are on preachers and sneakers, or you just hear people um, sort of pastors with high-end fashion, a lot of the time have been like, somebody gave it to me. I didn't even spend the money on sure. it. Okay, well then that, that brings up the question of like, is... It's still, so like now what do we think about So if the money was never spent or it was somewhere, but you didn't spend the money and somebody gave it to you still, what does it mean to have like an, you know, like an all over print Gucci hoodie (laughs) that, you know, a hoodie at target costs $10 and this hoodie with Gucci all over, it costs a thousand dollars. Like what does that mean to even have that on whether you paid the thousand dollars or not? So I think we're talking about not two different things they are related, but two sort of separate silos of one is where's the money going and and like holding each other accountable for 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 financial holiness, I guess, and then the other one is the idea of image, like why do you want to look like you have a thousand dollars to spend on a hoodie?
2: I think for me, it is I have a thought about that okay. before you know I answered the question directly. Um, I've never understood, and this is even speaking for me, like I've never understood why we are concerned with pastors and preachers and Christians in general, like, when it comes to money, but we're never concerned about other things that, that they do. Like, money is, like, the number one thing, right? Like, we're not concerned necessarily um, if they're—well, I should say the 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 emphasis, it seems like, to be on the money and the fashion and things like that. But we're not concerned about, uh, you know— uh, 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 are they treating their, their their wife the right way the, the right way or are they preaching the way they're supposed to be preaching and don't get me wrong because we are concerned to a certain extent but we're more focused on how much of their shoes cost or how much does their, does their house cost and things like that um, so for me that is something that is uh, uh, always had me thinking about it's all it, it always gets funny when it comes to how much money we're spending with it uh, <clears throat> and I guess to your point. Um, What's the question again? You were saying. Uh, well,
0: it's kind of. It wasn't a direct question, but it was sort of like the thought. I it's guess. thought from an image standpoint. The thought is to a pastor or to a to a church leader, like, okay, maybe you didn't spend a thousand dollars on this thousand dollar hoodie. Somebody gave oh, it to but you. Why are you, you got it? But why do you want to look like you right. have a thousand dollars to spend on a hoodie? Right,
2: right, right. Um, I would say it's probably from from the conversations that I've heard and people that defend that. Uh, you know, they want to uh, uh, have the best of, of the best. Uh, so if I, if I have a Gucci, that represents that, uh, you know, I have enough to get this, that represents quality, that represents uh, from what they preach, maybe Jesus, because Jesus only had the best. He didn't have anything that was, you know, uh, uh, second rate or anything like that. Um, I know for me, I necessarily don't do it for the price, but for the comfortability of it. Mm-hmm. So if I wear a pair of Walmart shoes and I wear a pair of Yeezys, I could wear some Walmart knockoffs that look like Yeezys. It just feels different. It's not the same. So I'm going for what feels better rather than what looks better. Um, and I'm thinking even AirPods. So I just bought some AirPods yesterday, right? And I could have got some $70 ones from Walmart. I saw them in the store, but I thought about it and I was like... They're not going to sound right. They're not going to have Hey Siri. They're not going to have everything that I needed to have. So let me go ahead and spend this one sixty and go get these uh, uh, AirPods from Apple. Um, so you know, I think it's just personal preferences as well as you want the quality of what you're buying rather than you know the the you can be conservative and just get some Walmart shoes or some you know uh, a knockoff brand of what you're trying to really get. Uh, so that's what I would say. Mm.
1: I'm to push back on that a little bit. <laughs> Talk, to me, um, Talk and, to me, Max. Talk to me. So I would, I would say, or what I would question if someone's trying to defend that that part of it. Um, so I float in the middle with this stuff because I, I see some different perspectives on it. And and then there's some challenges, I think, for everyone when it comes to this conversation in terms of what you value and image and everything else. But So when you brought up the point about why is the focus on money so much? I would say the focus is on money so much because that's what Jesus taught about the most. You know, like when he said the greatest enemy that Jesus talked about, when he's like, "You cannot serve both God and what?" Money. Money. Yeah. Right. He didn't say God and the devil. Right. You know what I mean? Like he he's like God and money. And so I think when the focus becomes on money, it's because Jesus talked about that more than any other thing. You know, like he never. I mean, he really didn't talk about how you treat your wife. Yeah, yeah. Now, he could frame it and be like, we talked about love one another, and it was like sacrificial. Sure, I mean, sure, it all sure. falls sure. underneath that relationally and everything. But the reality is, is like he knows that the greatest thing that will take us away from him is money. Mm. And so if that was the focus, then I'm not saying that's all we focus on, right? right? You know, but we just we just all know the reality of once we get a little bit of money, it's we get a little distracted, you know? And so um, I think someone could look at the Old Testament and say like, what about the the temple? And it's like all its ornateness and all hmm. of the like precious jewels. And art, like, that was like extravagant and everything else. And, and I could see that argument being made. And now I'd, I'd have a rebuttal to that too, about its main purpose. But you know, when you look at Jesus, if I were to ask you who did he identify with more, the rich or the poor, you would say
2: the poor. Poor, yeah. For
1: yeah. Sure. You know, and so, so even that in and of itself. And if I said he, he did, he identify. I'd teach more about pride or humility. We would be like humility, Definitely. right? Humility, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. and so I think even when you talk about um, this idea, that we know that uh, if we focus on image, it's always going to drive us towards pride. Hmm. That you you can't get around it. Like I know that in my own soul. In my own mind, it's like the more I start focusing on that and I listen, how I'm wired, I lean that way. Like that is like a natural thing in my head, you Mm -hmm. know? And so um, I know that it immediately sends me down like a more kind of selfish, prideful way of thinking. And so I think when this topic is brought up, in particular for leaders, like if anyone considers himself a pastor, it's not just the lead pastors. like, Like I was like, I'm like, if you're on staff at a church and you're part of the pastoral team, like you are then taking into consideration what it says in James 3. uh, It's three one that talks about how like pastors are going to be held more accountable. Yeah. You know, you're going to be judged differently than than, than other people. You know, and so with that, then I think we as like church leaders have to then start thinking through like, okay, like what does that actually mean for me then? you know like if god says the the greatest enemy is money then i've got to really think about all right what am i actually doing with my money and like how am i doing this and, and if there's like an image thing i need to like really take this into consideration now i could see someone some of these guys who are like working with celebrities and like in that culture all the time like i think there's something to be said a little bit about well there's a way about the movement of people it's like Mad if you think about like your crew mm-hmm. and like the hardcore scene and stuff when yeah. you're in there. If you came in suit and tie, they'd be like, "What?" Right, it'd be the opposite. <laughs> yeah, if I came in. So, yeah. But like, so there's like a I get like that part of it like in the discussion and like that's where I'm like, there's some gray areas here for me with this that I'm like, I don't really know in certain scenarios. I'm not going to judge somebody for it, but I think that there are that we ha- we can't simply just say like because I like excellence. Yeah, because like when you mentioned the um the airpods like i'm like well sure like that's something different that you're describing um what you're listening to and your personal needs for something you know like i want siri on there and i want some things that like like that's what i desire for what i want to use these for yeah like i think that's different it's like if we're buying like a tv or like there's certain things that you're kind of like i mean i just want like there's certain things that are going to cost more because of the product that you're getting. And I understand that piece. But when it comes about like the personal image that you're putting out there, that's where I think it like shifts a little bit gotcha. it might, for me.
0: Yeah. And I think so we should talk a little bit about let's like take one step deeper um, and and kind of acknowledge it's not necessarily about the money, meaning like my dad's a financial advisor and one of the best things he always taught me was like he, he would put five dollars like on the table and be like, that That $5 doesn't care how you feel about it. It's $5 <laughs> no matter how – if you feel like, you know, for somebody in in um, a developing nation, that's a month's worth of food. For you, it's barely Wendy's, but it doesn't care if you're from that part of the world or this part of the world. That $5 is $5, doesn't care how you feel about it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that applies to this. Because the dollar figures, like you were saying earlier, I thought a lot about this because I should acknowledge Corey has done a great job of challenging me on this. Because when we started this conversation, I come from a very like, you know, starting at sort of the punk rock thing where it's like, if you get paid to play, you're <laughs> fake. You know, like, oh, I heard Matt's band got 75 bucks in gas money. What are they? Why'd they sell out? You know, like that's where I came from. And then, Coming from that and sort of seamlessly transitioning into a Shane Claiborne sort of uh, simple way theology yeah. that is equally judgmental for me. I mean, not uh, Shane, I'm, that's nothing to say about Shane Claiborne, but for me, it, it translated as equally judgmental. And coming to this conversation with Corey months and months ago with this idea of like, my phone is a sin, my PlayStation is a sin, and it's <laughs> just my sin and I feel guilty about it. Um, and having a very extreme other side of like we should all just be monks and like right. anything less is sin, right? So Corey's done a great job on challenging me on that and and, ex- and expanding the way I think about it. Um, and one of the ways that you did that was really that idea of like, but what does expensive mean, right? You said this earlier and you have said that in conversations before, a hundred dollars or fifty dollars or whatever, again, to me is not much to us in this room as part of as you know. Middle-class people in in a in a in a, a first-world country,
2: yeah.
0: what could what could pay for someone else to live for a year barely gets us through a week. Right, yeah. so it is relative. But I think that what we're talking about is less the money, the dollar figure, and more about the meaning behind it. Okay. More about it's less about how much did this thing cost, and more about is this thing extravagant? You and I have had this conversation. What is extravagant? Because look. Um, uh, a guy named Brent goes to our church, and he is a blacksmith, and he makes these amazing knives, right? And hopefully, he's listening to this right now. What's up, Brent? Um, and you know, these knives are handmade in a forge. <laughs> he he forges things from steel, which is rad, you know. Um, and they're not cheap because they're not cheap to make, and it's not it's insane for him to have that very specific skill. So, like a cheap, you know, um, side knife that you buy from Brent is $100, $150, $200, you know, where you can go to Dick's Sporting Goods and get a, a pocket knife for 25 bucks or whatever. But nobody, if I walked in with a with a Brent special, you know, like on, on my belt, nobody would be like, look at Matt. He got it like that. You know, Living like, it up, Matt. Yeah, there living it up, Matt, with your fancy pocket knife, <laughs> you know. Because, and the reason that no one would say that is because the reason I spent $300 on that knife is because it I could hand it down to my kid who could hand it down to it is going to la- it is meant to be my knife forever and then my son's knife um th- the bottom line is and I have I have I have owned nice Jordans before <laughs> that that is not the case like you can get the nicest Jordans or even the AirPods like I have some AirPods sure. or my PlayStation or whatever like I didn't spend that money so that I could then hand that thing down to my child you know it's not like this necessary. It is on some level extravagant because it's it's not it doesn't cost money because it's worthwhile.
2: Right. Does that make sense? No, nah, I got you. So, I have full disclosure. I have a pair of Yeezys, right? All right. All right. And uh don't worry, we took it out of his paycheck. Actually, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was not Hill City money at all, to be honest. I have other ventures that I'm involved in that uh, you know, Uh, So, I have a pair of Yeezys, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, yo, I want these Yeezys for a lot of reasons. Uh, Some are selfish. Really quick, what are Yeezys? Sorry, we should assume that not everyone knows. This is good, Matt. You're right. So, Yeezys are a pair of sneakers that are made by Kanye West. And, um, yeah, that's what they are. Yeah. So, I have a pair of Yeezys, and they're uh, pretty expensive for a pair of shoes. And um, my thought process in getting them was that, man, if I wear these, first of all, I like them. They're comfortable. Uh, you know, I like the way they look. I like the colorways, everything, you know, just superficial about it was was definitely a part of my thoughts. And then I was like, there's going to be somebody who's going to see me rapping these Yeezys or see me, uh, uh, you know, lead youth group. And just because I have this pair of shoes on, they might come to youth group or might have a conversation with me about Jesus that they may not have with somebody who doesn't look as appealing as I would wearing these shoes, right? Now, lo and behold, it didn't happen as soon as I got them, but it did happen, I would say, when a matter of fact, when I was at Motion last week. Mm -hmm. So we went to this big youth camp, uh, this this youth conference in Alabama, and uh, it was Motion 19, 13,000 kids there, right? And... Uh, you had the, these kids that were just running all around, and we were in the pavilion, and I had my Yeezys on and this kid comes up to me, and we have a whole conversation well and the the initial conversation started with my with my shoes, right but then after that, we start talking about guys, start talking about youth groups, start talking about uh just all kind of stuff, but I don't think that that would have convers that conversation would have happened if he wouldn't have noticed the shoes I was wearing, which in turn led me to hopefully have an impact in his life with some wisdom that I gave him um but I don't know I just feel like that played a part in him coming to talk to me and that led uh, uh, me to give him wisdom about a lot of situations that he was going through I know I feel like Wags has a rebuttal for this well I mean I I could I'm gonna
1: (laughs) ask a question though don't you think that's more of an indictment on our culture oh for sure you know like I agree so (laughs) so then why are we playing into it like so that's my so and listen like I I like nice stuff too like I just don't I'm not like my version of nice is like tops out of like J crew. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, but I like, I like, I like to look nice. I care about like that stuff too, sure. but like not, it doesn't consume me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Like in terms of like, I'm not worried about going up on stage and someone being like, now I wear like Vans. <laughs> so yeah. like again, like I top out like 60 bucks, but like, but like, I have a lot of vans, love vans, love love those and everything else and love having them in my outfits and all that stuff. But like I'm not like necessarily concerned with like Yeah. You know, like when they see me up there, like, man, they're gonna look at my, my Jacob shirt and my <laughs> my nice jeans and my Vans and being like, you know what? I could listen about Jesus today. Sure. Do, do You know what I mean? Like so now I understand. but I understand what you're saying about the conversational piece and and I get that. And that's where I like have this weird like gray area for me because I you're not wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. Sure. It's just like, man, how do we like? Is there another way to to have this conversation when we're so image driven to make sure we're not playing into that as leaders? Mm.
0: Yeah, I think we also should always be cautious. I know I've tried to do this in my own life. Was be cautious. <sighs> We need to be cautious about confusing God redeeming a thing with God blessing a thing, right? So redemption is something is not right, but he uses it anyway. This is like the theme of the Bible, right? It's the idea of like Jacob and Esau. We can't honestly think that when it all, you know, God was like, can't wait for Jacob to rob his his father's poor blind father. And screw over his nicer brother. Uh, you know, it was that that happened, and then God was like, but I'm going to use him anyway, sure. even though, you know, it's the stone that the builder refuses will be the cornerstone, right? That's redemption. Blessing is like God blesses you robbing your blind father and wants you to do that. So I think when we think about, like, the ye- your situation with the Yeezys, we need to constantly be asking ourselves, did God want me to get this thing so that I would have this conversation with this person or did I want this thing and I got it and then God redeemed that by making this conversation happen. I'm not saying that's what happened in your case, but it's just easy for us to like backwards justify things when really sometimes like, I mean like I know for me, my big, my big spends are always video video games are like the most expensive thing in my life. Um, and yeah, you know, they top out at about sixty bucks. But I just I know every time I sit down that I'm like, this is opulence. I don't need this, and it's probably not good for me, honestly. But like, there was a time in my life where I was playing a lot of video games, and I got into this cycle of like, this is how I unwind. I need this. This is like, mm-hmm. and just trying to explain away this this thing that I really don't need. Um, and I guess you could call it a sin. I that you know the having it, um, but. I don't know. I just want to challenge like don't that we don't like try to backwards engineer a blessing um, because we aren't willing to just admit like I'm human and I just want this thing. (laughs) Like I don't I don't hopefully God forgives me. I don't know. But like I just I just want this PlayStation and I want to sit here and play whatever Red Dead Redemption because that's what I want.
1: (laughs) And listen we're sitting in a nice office right now. Right. Right. With nice equipment to do this. So it's like we all have to wrestle with the realities of this and like where we might be at fault or where it's just like, no, we got that. Cause like, it's just nice. And it's like, yeah. it's like we could, yeah, we could have an office that we're just all in one room with like a crappy table. And we did, you know, we did, <laughs> we actually did that route for four years, but like, <laughs> but like now it is nice that we can do this and like enables us to do other things. there. It's not about nice. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or it's not, a, it's, I think it's about like purpose behind some things like image driven stuff. And so the, the one other piece with like the pride aspect the, the one other thing that i think um and i'd like to hear your thoughts on this Corey. that i see in terms of like instagram and or any social media kind of platform that when it comes to all this image stuff there's so much around favoritism so like here's what i mean like when i look at some of these guys that are quote-unquote celebrity pastors i feel like this all goes kind of like hand in hand a little bit like the culture that's there is like we're so image driven about what you're wearing and everything else and then and then they're like comparing to other people doing the same thing and like but like they'll talk about the time they baptized the nba player but they don't talk about the time they t- baptized mike
2: sure <laughs> you're
1: know, like right like old mike williams here that's been to church for yeah. 27 years and like faithfully gives but man i got in this I got with this NBA guy looking here and then look at me, and look at my shoes. You know what I mean? Like and so like, that's the part that I kind of struggle with sometimes too. That like when I see the image driven things with the preacher sneakers and some sure. of this other stuff that like I don't think like that's the part that like anyone's talking about. What What do you think? Like,
2: sure. No, I totally agree. Uh, I was having a conversation with one of my mentors and uh, he was telling me that. Uh, You know, there's this thing when you're trying to be a pastor or trying to be like a well-known pastor and you got to get in these certain circles and you got to, you know, schmooze with these certain people in order to, you know, get to that next level. And he was just like, you know, I'm almost over it. I'm almost over the point of trying to be that guy that does that. But. I think the reason they do that is because they're trying to be that next big pastor or they're they're trying to be that next big name in ministry. So if I take a picture with an NBA player or a baseball player rather than this guy who's been serving faithfully at my church 14 years, then that's going to get me to another level. Or if I, you know, buy these shoes, then, uh, you know, I'll get more young people and then now my church has got 500 young kids coming uh, uh, every single Sunday. That's going to blow me up. So I do think the 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 chase of trying of what you're trying to do is definitely uh off as far as why you're trying to do what you're trying to do and i think that plays a lot into the image but then you have people who i feel like were image conscious before they even got saved so they're just being them yeah. they like nice things they want to look nice and things like that so they're not trying to do something but that's just who they are but i definitely feel what you're saying though cuz i've seen that a lot
1: yeah and i think that's a, like that's another like side to this that is like part of the conversation like some people are like like i know carl Lentz in new york um, i know someone who knows him and uh he like he was like he was a model like yeah. he and his wife were both models actually totally in the fashion scene I mean, like that is just like he's not putting on a front like that's been him for a long time right you know and so now I think there still comes in uh, like the challenge part is like yeah, but is this still image driven? Like you're not a pastor. Like there, mm. there are things that you do have to like I think bring into the conversation. So I think there is like a little back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of, um, yeah. I mean, like they might really like fashion. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. So th- there, 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 there are parts of this conversation where you can back off for a second and be like, yeah, but like they're not doing it the wrong way. Or if like they take a picture with someone and like. <laughs> It's just my friend. You, you know, like they're not trying to make a celebrity thing or it just happens to be Justin Bieber. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? So like, so, like, there are things there that, like, I also want to be careful to not, like, just jump on. Cause, like, some of these guys, like, I know, like, Judas Smith and Justin Bieber, like, so ju- like, Justin's, like, mom goes to Judas Church and, like, they've known each other for a long time. They're, like, genuinely friends. And, and so Judah might say, like, well, me taking that picture with Justin is actually getting all his fans. And, like, now they're here and, you know, like, like they're coming into like my sermons now because they see Justin hanging out with me, so I am gonna like show that picture. So that there is, I think there is a way to like talk about it, and but again, it's like a heart level thing that I am just not so sure. This is what I would like. I am not in those circles. I don't want to be. <laughs> so like you know that about me already. But like I, I've never had like the struggle with like trying to get into those groups because like I just I don't want to be that. But like there, I, I what I would be interested in those circles is like are they challenging each other at all Mm. with like the image stuff or are they just like encouraging each other? Are they challenging each other at all with like, Hey dude, like man, why are you posting that? You know, like, is is that even like on the table? Cause I saw some replies, the preacher sneakers things from some of those guys that they were kind of going after. Like, I know one dude got hot, (laughs) like, like hot. And, um, and, and that, sh- that revealed, like, what he's really about, honestly. You know, like, because he was more concerned his image took a hit. You know, I saw another guy, like, passive-aggressively post, like, this whole outfit, yep, it's worth $1,400, but, like, guess how much I paid? Zero. It's a gift. Thanks. You're a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, that reveals something in that person that I'm, like, you don't have to, like, that. that's showing something. Sure. You know, so I think, I just wonder, I don't even know, mm-hmm. but, like, I just wonder, like, I'm all for, like, the gray area, and, like, and I get all that stuff, and, but, like, I just wonder if there's any image, like, image conversations actually happening.
0: You can tell by the look on my face that I have a lot of, (laughs) I have too many thoughts, we'll be here forever. Um, I would say that, like, even in the situation where Homeboy is, like, legitimately friends with Justin Bieber and his mom, right, they're just, the, they're, I feel like there needs to be so much accountability there, Because even then, it's like, do we leverage, like, are we leveraging the idols of the world and thinking that it's going to help the church? Like, are we, at what point are we crossing the line? I'm getting a little, like, churchy and spiritual. But, like, at what point are we crossing the line into being like, look, if we let these people have a ball statue or a a bale statue inside the church, more people will come to church. So let's just let them have it. right? right, You know, like, at what point, I, I, I will say this about like taking pictures with the NBA star or getting baptized but not the normal joe or whatever. I think that a real danger here um that is really tied in with this whole thing is once salvation becomes a numbers game for you, you can justify anything.
1: Hmm. Sure. Once yeah. it
0: becomes about your success, um you'll just you can justify anything because yeah. then it can just be like Exactly. Like, I got this Ferrari, and the dudes at the Ferrari thing are going to come to church now. Boom! You know, it's just like, you anything. You can justify absolutely anything. Once sure. it becomes a sort of um, <clears throat> a numbers-related, works-related venture of how many people have I saved or gotten to come to church— Once it becomes about that, not to say that getting a lot of people to church can't be an awesome byproduct of having your heart in the right place, but like once that becomes the number one thing and idolatry becomes the number one thing, you can then use that to use Jesus' name to justify any weird thing. Because it then can go to like, well, you know, we started saying that like we were cool with, um, uh, you know, everyone, like, we were cool with uh, polyamory and it got more people to come to church. So now we're just cool with everybody having sex with one another, but not married. Like it got people to come to church. It's like, and I'm sorry, you know, if you're listening and that's upsetting, I would love to have a conversation because I have so many thoughts, but um, you can email me. Don't come at John or Corey. (laughs) Um, But like it, it's the same thing where it's like, well, me taking a picture with this NBA star, got more people to come to church or me like reaching out to Justin Bieber's thing, got more people to come to church. And then it's like, once you start down that path, you can justify any action as long as it gets people to come to church, whether they're there for the right reason or whether a good thing comes of it or not. And that's just like, that's a thing that keeps me up at night.
1: Well, that's the thing, like when Jesus talks about in uh, Matthew 10, he talks about how we need to be, he's like, I'm sending you out as as lambs, as sheep, right? Mm -hmm. And there's gonna be wolves out there, but I need you to be like shrewd as snakes, Mm -hmm. you know? And meaning he's like, don't just be like this tempered little sheep that like doesn't know what to do like no 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 you you leverage the things you need to leverage to like do what i've called you to do mm. and so and, and so there's there is i agree with you but there is also like a part of this that again to really what you're saying is like the hard issue behind everything right like yeah, it's not right. about never you know so like right. so it's like it's not that you can't do certain things sometimes it's like you really have to challenge why the heck am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the point. And I just don't know. Like when I look at all this stuff, again, outsider, I, they might have a whole different perspective, obviously, but like, it feels like that there isn't a whole lot of wrestling with the image part of this, which has this great impact in terms of in the church and on the church. Right. Because then are we celebrating and empowering and elevating a certain culture that we do we shouldn't, mm-hmm. right? But then it has an impact outside of the church where it says people, like, for every time you say someone might come because of Yeezys, right? I'm not like banging not on sure. that idea, but, like, there might be five that are like, why would I ever come to a place that, like, is, like, that the dude's wearing $800 shoes, you know, and preaching from them, and, like, it's all about that, or he's driving a $200,000 car, you know, or lives in a... 1.4 million dollar home mm-hmm. you know yeah like i think like i don't know i just think there's some stuff there that I, no that's fair it's like because like you can go down this road with anything right it's like well what's the line for how expensive a house can you have that's acceptable yeah. you know then it's like well it depends what part of town you live in when, when, what city you well, live in like <laughs> uh, you know what i mean like all that stuff it's just like a hard stuff and i and i get all that but yeah yeah no, y- for sure yeah. yeah
0: and i don't think it's about like I don't think it's about setting. I don't think it's about everybody getting together and imposing some like housing or shoe moratorium (laughs) on, on people. It's about, it's about reading the room. It's about knowing the culture that you're preaching to. It's about, you know, like my house is It's wisdom. It's wisdom. Yeah. Right. It's about wisdom. Um, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. The guy who he was a very famous, uh, I was trying to look it up, very famous worship artist. I think it's Rich Mullins. Does that sound right? That sounds familiar. He was Rich, I don't no know Rich. Rich Mullins. He wrote Awesome God. There's a great story about him where um, uh, he was one of the first big, like, sort of um, praise and worship like artists, touring artists in the late 60s wrote that song Awesome God Um, and he and his wife were touring and just like printing money because people were paying them whatever, whatever. And, um, the story about him and there are others like this. And to me, this is like the gold standard for like, okay, you're a Christian and you make a bunch of money. It's not wrong to make money, but what do you do with it then? He went to his accountants and was just like, I don't ever want to know how much money we're making. I want you to pay us what the, what the like average income for the area that we live in is, Mm. and then give the rest of it away. So he never knew how much money he made. He just was like, if the average income is $30,000 a year, just pay us that. And to me, I'm just like, wow, yeah, that is such a good. And, and again, thirty thousand dollars a year to somebody in another part of the world might be extravagant, but it wasn't about that. It wasn't about picking a number and saying this is the holy number of how much a person should make. Sure. It was about saying the community that I live in, this is what average is. Just pay me average, even though I'm making exponentially more money than that. I think that's a fascinating way to like to to go yeah. about it. And I think that there that should. Anybody who's out there making money from their book or their whatever, if you're, or, or even if you're just not even a, a, a church leader and you're just a Christian, a story like that should really make you stop and think of like, how am I thinking about my money in a way that is revolutionary for the gospel?
2: Yeah. Now I'm mean, I definitely agree. Um, there's people that I feel like make a good amount of money and they don't do necessarily the the, the best things with it. Um, so when you when you have all this money that you're making, I think it's very important that we do take the approach of uh, what can I give away or what can I uh, help people out with this? Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's, I, I'm thinking about that Rick Warren example. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. That is insane. <coughs> yeah, like, Rich Mullins and Rick Warren, I think, are like the two they big be. ones. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I know just being here at Hill City, um, for me, I have like, increase my giving probably, like, I've been here for, like, a year and a half. But, like, every six months, I do see myself increasing my giving, right? And it's for me, it's not because I'm making more money, but just because of what Hill City means to me, and I see them doing so much in the community, it's like, now, I want to be a part of that. And then, you guys don't take an offering. We don't take an offering. (laughs) Like, that's amazing. I've never been in a church where they don't take an offering and, like, don't pass the basket around. So now it's like, oh, now, you guys are definitely getting my money now, right? So it's like... When you don't, when people don't ask for money or people don't, you know, assume that uh, uh, that this church is going to ask me for it or they, that they need it. It's more so now you do it out of a heart because you want to rather than you're being forced to. Um, so, I mean, money is so it changes the game in so many ways. so many ways, in yeah. so many ways that I feel like there's always going to be a conversation around it. But it's, like, what what would Jesus want us to do with the money that we do create and that, and that we do generate and that we do have? Um, so, I mean, just talking to you guys has just challenged me a lot in this podcast. <laughs> well, and like,
0: like I said, for all the things that you didn't get to say while you were here, I want to reiterate to people that, like, you, outside of this booth in the last six months as we've been in a small group together and just been friends, yeah. like— I wouldn't have as much to say on this if it hadn't been for the conversations that you and I had had. So people should know that, like, that's, you know, that's true. So, you you know, you didn't get to say all the things uh, that you've said to me before, uh, you know, but you've been just, I can't reiterate how much that, like, our conversations have really, like, matured my viewpoint on all of this um, away from just a very infantile sort of, like, well, money's evil and so you shouldn't have it and we should all, like, you know, sew our own pants and live in an abandoned (laughs) building
1: or whatever um likewise yeah (laughs) likewise (laughs) but even then it's like that's an expensive needle to (laughs) sew your own pants with (laughs) it's like never ending
0: (laughs) it does it never ends um, cool. Well, you know, one thing that we didn't get into, but that we're running out of time. So we're not going to right now is the idea. Um, and we kind of talked about this on the last episode is ultimately what is the impact on our witness of this stuff? Like what impact does our witness have on preachers and sneakers? So maybe we can, uh, or what does preachers and sneakers, what impact does stuff like that have on our witness as a church? so maybe we can come back and talk about that at, a, at another time. But, um, does anybody have any final thoughts before we, we wrap it up?
1: one quick one yeah um, I would just say this that even in the conversation like this that it is a challenge I know we're talking more about church leaders but I think if what consistently even as we're talking we're talking about image and favoritism and um, the right heart behind things and you know all that stuff I think that's a challenge to anyone who calls themselves a Christian in general and that we should all be actively taking a look in the mirror at every stage of our life like I don't care if you make or if you, you just made $5.6 million last year, it's like, we all need to be challenged in terms of like, why am I doing this? What's the heart behind it? Is this bringing me closer to Jesus? Is this helping others come, (laughs) come to know Jesus and, and then, then react accordingly. And this isn't like us trying to judge or define anybody or anything like that, but it's just like the challenge for all of us, no matter what we do is to consistently revisit that. And as we do that, will become more like Jesus. So yeah, you know, it's yeah. a beautiful thing.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, Cool. Well, thanks everyone for joining us um, on this episode of Stay Curious. If you have a question, a comment, a concern, um, you can go ahead and email that to Curious at hillcityrva.com. If you have um, a suggestion for a topic that we can cover, also send that to that email. Again, it's staycurious.com at hillcityrva.com if you get a second um, rate us uh, review us and share the podcast to help other people get in on the conversation and we will see you next time